The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. When we combine the enthusiasm we all have with the business skills and abilities we need to grow, learn, and prosper, we become better managers and leaders. It all starts here. And now, your host, Luis Vicente Garcia. Hello. It's a pleasure to welcome you to our show, Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. I am your host, Luis Vicente Garcia, coming to you live from Caracas, Venezuela. My goal is every week is that we learn that everything that we require to reach our goals and be successful and that we learn every single day. And today we have a magnificent show because we will be speaking about education and what it means for our future. And I would like to hear from you, so please send me your emails to coachluis at luisvicentegarcia.com or connect with me through my social media. Like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, and connect with me on LinkedIn. All of the links are done here on the show's page. And as I said, today we are having a very special show. I have Trish McCarthy and and Trish, uh, you are in Arizona, I'm in Venezuela, and you and I have known each other for over three years now, I think. So it's a real pleasure to have you as my guest, because not only you came from the corporate world, but you, as I told you once, I think you transform and you change to make education uh, one of the incredible things that we all know it is. So um, for those of you who know about, want to know about Trish, she opened Starshine Academy in Phoenix, Arizona, which I had the pleasure to visit and speak to the children there. And uh, you've been doing incredible things. So instead of me telling everybody, uh, I'm going to first welcome you to the show and ask you to tell us, uh, why did you actually change from the corporate world to what you're doing today? Uh, Louise, thank you so much for having me on the show, and it is such an honor that we're connected from Phoenix, Arizona, all the way down to Caracas. Don't you love technology? (laughs) It's amazing, yes. (laughs) It's so fun. And we have known each other and and become, I think, very good friends, and uh, so that also enhances today. Um, Why did I change uh, from banking and the corporate world to uh, try to save K-12 education. Honestly, it really is uh, not something that I thought I wanted to do. It was really a calling. What happened, um, so many of us, things happen to us and then we just keep walking through the doors and, and we're surprised at what we see on the other side. But in my case, um, I had been... Uh, I had been very successful as a banker and as a venture capital banker, and I started a few banks, and um, I was always worried about our education system worldwide. I've been in many countries. Uh, I was born in Germany. I grew up in Tokyo, and I was always uh, really concerned about raising our children in the correct way so that they could become a success, and um, I'm sure like you, I taken every kind of seminar. I'm going to a seminar tomorrow. I, I go to seminars all the time to try to enhance my life. And I just thought uh, K-12 education was ridiculous that they didn't put more of this cutting-edge seminar kind of material inside of K-12 so that kids could get it early. And when 9-11 happened, it affected every country on the planet. And I really thought it could have been prevented if um, the people involved had had the proper education and the proper opportunity. So I became a troubadour to change our K-12 system. I am a systems thinker. I read a lot about quantum theory. And um, I just, I just, uh, I was asked to try to open a school and, and provide some sort of a laboratory for it. And I, it just one thing led to another and I ended up doing it. 
And and it's very interesting to hear you calling it a laboratory, which yeah. which then converted into the reality that it is today. And and in that process, well, as you were were saying earlier, uh, all of us are, are either are involved or need to be involved with education because it's the future. And one of the things we we hear usually in many places that there's a lack of education, there's a lack of knowledge and culture, and there are not too many people doing anything about it. So yeah. once once you started doing this, and as I said at the beginning of the show where I was making the introduction, I had the pleasure to go to Starshine Academy and speak to the children. And and first of all, uh, and you told me the story, but I would like our listeners to, to know, the, the area of the city in Phoenix, Arizona, where it is located, is it will not be like the nicest part of the city, right? <laughs> well, it probably reminds you of some of the parts of your city. Well, yes, it does. And and the only f- fact that actually uh, was very intriguing is the, the diversity of children you have there. And oh. when you combine the diversity of children in, and you put your school in a place of the a city, uh, an area of the city, which is not, you know, Usually, that is regarded as as a violent place or or a difficult place, and then you actually can are able to bring in teachers and professors and people with a new vision. How are you able to combine that? Well, um, I I wanted to test our ideas in the most difficult situation, and I chose an area of town that. Um, is high drug traffic area, uh, high gang activity, and is also um, very uh, much in, uh, influenced by war refugees because because it's an inexpensive area of town, a lot of war refugees end up there. And I wanted that kind of diversity because I wanted to learn from them what works in their own culture for learning. And I wanted to see, can you really turn a child around from one of being afraid and and, uh, and maybe bullying and, and angry and even drug use to a person who really sees a future and wants to become a businessman? And what I've learned over the 13 years is that um, – Kids that have been through a tough time have a little bit of entrepreneurial thinking because if you think about us, we're always trying to solve problems. If you think about a kid who has a real difficult life, they're always just trying to stay alive or try to figure out how to eat. And that kind of brain process actually helps you when you start getting some skills and success. So it's very important that we mix the experiences that many children are having throughout the world with a new skill set, the new abilities that they actually need in order to, first of all, survive, as you were saying, because it's true in many countries, but also to develop and to grow. And, and let me ask you if you can uh, define for our listeners, how, what is education for you? Well, I believe that it's, it's to, it comes from the word educe, and educe means basically to bring out and I believe that most of our schools, even in college, think that uh, a professor's job is to pour in. So, in other words, the professor's job is to pour in as much knowledge as they can into your head. But, but the truth is that we're all natural-born learners. If someone teaches us a road to take so that we can learn in the way that we need to for our own success. So, I think that the ultimate process for education should be to bring, uh, meet the child where they are, no matter what's going on with them, meet them there. If they're hungry, help them get some food and then bring them into a success that they begin to define. Mm -hmm. And as they begin to define their success, you keep refining it until they really go way beyond what they thought their potential was. And in many cases, we see that these children, and actually teenagers in many places, they, they, they cannot see whatever is farther away. They only see they, what they have in front. And in many cases, that's because their needs are very, very high. They don't have food. They don't have medicine. They don't have shelter. They don't have clothes in many cases. So forget about education, right? Uh, it's, it's, not, it's not your first priority. 
One of the things that you said a few minutes ago is um, this division between education and people complaining about it. And, and I really think you hit on a sort of a home run. We have kids, if you think about the old days, if you think about 70 years ago, 100 years ago, it was not uncommon for a child 10, 11, 12 years old to be working somewhere as a protege, somewhere. They were learning they were learning from somebody, it could be their uncle, their dad, their granddad, or their neighbor or something, but they were learning real workplace skills. Maybe they had to start out sweeping the floor, but they were starting to learn about customer um, care. They were learning how to count money. They were learning how to be responsible. And we have these kids, you know, from 10 to 25 years old that don't have a clue as to how to actually work. And they feel insignificant. And I think that as business owners and as business leaders, it's so ridiculous that we're not involved in education because there are great assets there. If we'll just take a tiny bit of time and and um, try to mentor them a little bit and help them to help our businesses. I mean, you don't have to pay them very much. And they're going to do things that maybe some of your employees won't do. Mm-hmm. And, and the interesting thing here is how we approach things, you know, how we approach uh, people, how we do what, what we do and, and, and improve constantly. And, and as I said, you know, you, you know, I live in Caracas, Venezuela, and many countries throughout the world, Latin America also, uh, they're going through a very difficult time because, you know, there are, if you are an oil-producing country, well, oil is at the lowest level in 15 years. If you are a grains producer, well, we we know what is happening with China and the other economies. So growth is decreasing, and it means trouble with uh, many of the economies. But it also means trouble to the society, to the communities, and uh, the lesser um, or the lower-income segments of the society are hit. And uh, as we were talking before. You know, you need to be able, as as business owners, as you were saying, we need to take care not only uh, of their needs, basic needs, uh, uh, in order to grow. Because what, if you are hungry, you're not going to pay attention to anything. If you don't have shelter or don't have where to, to, to sleep, you're going to be tired the rest of your time. So first of all, we need to be working on their basic needs and then work from there. And, and it's a whole process, it's a whole growing process. And you have been able to, to do a lot of incredible things that are Starshine. But we have to go into first break. And uh, we will continue with this conversation after two minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Learn about the Mindset Revolution program. This is the training program that has been developed by Luis Vicente Garcia and Brian Tracy. There are two packages to choose from. You'll receive a complete six-CD audio and action guide program or upgrade for just a few dollars more and you'll get the complete program mentioned plus two best-selling books and a 30-minute personal call with Luis Vicente Garcia. Visit LuisVicenteGarcia.com and take advantage of the Mindset Revolution program or our other programs. That's LuisVicenteGarcia.com. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific. Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Luis Vicente Garcia is a certified business performance coach with Focal Point Coaching, a company founded by Brian Tracy to help business owners and entrepreneurs increase their performance. Visit CoachLuisGarcia.com to take advantage of our free coaching assessment tools. Find out if coaching will work for you or your business and find out how to get a 30-minute coaching session absolutely free. Email Luis Vicente at lgarcia at focalpointcoaching.com or visit CoachLuisGarcia.com 
Com to get started on your next steps to success today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. If you have a question or comment about our program, your emails are always welcome. Send them to Coach Luis at LuisVicenteGarcia.com. That's Coach Luis at LuisVicenteGarcia.com. Now back to Performing at Your Best. And welcome back. And we are having a very interesting conversation with Trish McCarty. And Trish, uh, as a founder of a K-12 school, the Starshine Academy, you have had time after you said 13 years of, of laboratory experience, which is now a reality, to do incredible things. Um, how many people have graduated from your school already? Graduated? Oh, gosh. Uh Hundreds, Hundreds. At least I, I really don't even know. Exactly. And that's the beauty of this. You know, it's very meaningful how we can teach, how we can train, how we can inspire others. And, and throughout the years that you and I have known each other, we've, we've done incredible things. We went to North Carolina High Point University. But actually, last year, we were, we were both speaking at the United Nations. And, and the interesting yeah. thing there is that, you know, we are able to to give our messages to, to, to incredible people. And in doing that, I was reading your story, how you got together with an incredible group of people who spent some time at the Vatican last year. And yes, uh-huh. what, what can you tell us about, first of all, the experience, and then um, what can we expect that from the Vatican post Francis and this incredible workshop that actually the the name of the workshop was incredible children and sustainable development a challenge for education um, how can, can that transform education well um, the Pope as you know is um, he's very very interested in the environment and he's quite concerned about it and um, I was invited to meet him in May uh, of last year and he wanted to he he was curious about what i had done in education i, I had some connections to the vatican and um and, and friends with some of the people that work in the vatican and uh he wanted to meet me so i went i went in may and we were invited to go to lunch at his house um santa marta you know behind the saint yes. paul's and um when when we went to lunch, I was seated next to his best friend, who is in charge of the Pontifical Science Academies, and um, it's quite prestigious. Uh, f- ever since um, Galileo, the each pope has had these um, Academy of Sciences, and they bring in. Um, I believe he appoints 80 scientists from around the world. They may or may not be Catholic. Mm -hmm. He wants the very best that represent a particular science. And they are his advisory committee, basically. And um, so he, the man who's in charge of this, it's it's just one of the most prestigious uh, science positions in the world. And he happened to be sitting next to me, and he started, he spoke English, and he was telling me about the concern they all had about the environment. And at that moment, I didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. And I just started talking about what I care about. And I said, well, you know, we can't have a sustainable world if we don't teach our children how to behave. Because how we treat one another is how we treat all living things. And it, you can talk all day about you know, our carbon footprint, but if you've got people that don't care about each other or themselves, they're not going to care about the carbon footprint. Exactly. And he said, this is a very interesting thing. And then he tells me who he is. Then he tells me that they had put together an Academy of Science um, meeting for November to work on the Pope's initiatives for sustainability, and he asked if I would come. Okay. And I I thought he was uh, being nice because I was sitting <laughs> next to him. So I didn't really, I really didn't think very much of it. I, 
you know, it, it was already such a big deal for me to be inside yeah, so there, of the Vatican. Exactly. And I didn't want to overstep my boundaries, and they're very polite, so I, I really didn't do anything about it. And um, shortly, I got an email from this Monsignor, and I almost fell off my chair when that email popped in. And um, he said, I'm very serious. I really believe that we need to have your opinions about education in this sustainability uh, conference. Mm-hmm. And um, there will only, there'll be a limited number of people. I think 55 people were, it was all the room would hold. Okay. And it was all people from the Pontifical Science Academy with a few observers. I would be one of the observers. My husband would be one of the observers. And, um, of course, how do you say no to that? No, you can't. All right. So when I went, I honestly didn't really think that I would have a chance to speak, and I didn't know if they would even care that I said sustainability is about children, nothing else. It's about behavior. And so um, as it happened, they had um, – the scientists were mostly Nobel Peace Prize winners um, – had something to do with the United Nations, and were amazing people. But And I was scared to say anything, but I raised my hand about an hour in, and I said, you guys, we can't go down this same discussion. We have to talk about K-12 education, learning how to be sustainable, because that's the only place it begins, and it starts with every child, not just some. So um, we, we were able to produce a two-page a summary mm-hmm. to suggest to the Pope and to see if he would accept it and sign sign it, and it would become his um, it would become his voice for all world leaders. Well, what happened was the first night that I was there was when the whole uh, terrible things happened in Paris. Yes. And four four of the people in the room were from Paris, so of course we're talking about children and behavior, and then that night this terrible thing happened. The next morning, several people came in crying, and so this idea that it begins with K-12 and children learning how to behave became a huge, huge emphasis. And um, by the end of the uh, by the end of the week, we had developed a paper that every single paragraph had. I think we probably uh, lost Trish, and and it is it is incredible because I I have with me the uh, statement which was adopted by the workshop on children and sustainable development: a challenge for education, and. The, the incredible thing here is that, you know, we, we need to understand that um, we live in a world which has a lot of challenges. We live uh, in uh, a world... Yes, I'm sorry, Trish. I'm sorry, it bleeped out for just a minute. Okay, I was, I was just telling our listeners that, you know, that I also have the statement which was adopted by the workshop on children's sustainable development. And, but let, let me allow you to finish your thoughts. Oh, well, it was just such an honor because at the end of that time, um, the Pope did sign off on the recommendations. And I felt, you know, in the middle of December, he announced uh, a year of Jubilee, opened the door that had only been opened, I think, 25, 26 times. And he um, asked everyone to think about mercy. Mm -hmm. So this paper that we produced for him to send to world leaders was very much in line with sustainability and mercy and um, really thinking about that we're all connected. You can't say that you're not connected to someone. I mean, we're all breathing the same air that we're all sharing from each other and we're all eating food grown by one another and we, we really have to get the fact that we're responsible for everybody. And, and the important thing about this sustainability is that it, it involves everything. It involves everybody. And, and when, when you um, were up here, I was uh, going to read actually uh, one of the sentences in this statement, which is incredible uh, when it's put together because it says that in view of the immense challenges ahead, our main goal is to provide every child with knowledge, competencies, self-confidence, hope in human solutions, and resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. So this combination, uh, and of course, this this might this is the result of 
two days of, uh, of, of meetings amongst 55 incredible people from all over the world, as you were saying, uh, yourselves and Nobel Prize winners and, and scientists. But the incredible thing is that we are, we are all in need to understand these challenges and see what we can do. Right. You know, you don't have to take on what I've taken on. I mean, the the work that I'm doing is full-time, seven days a week, all day long, and, I, you know, and it's a, it is hard. And I think people look at what my commitment is with children and they think, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to change my <laughs> life like that. But you don't have to. You know, if, if every business leader like I said in the beginning, would just mentor one child, even, or go talk to a school, just go and do a speech or anything to just do one thing to bring the level of understanding up. And, and that will be, if we take that as a goal, just for a single person to mentor a single kid or a teenager and to teach, and if we do that in every company, every organization, every every association we are part of, you know, it's it, it changes everything, it changes our view and changes our perspective, but it also changes their perspective, which is what we're after here. Right, right. Well, we have, a, obviously, we have a very, very complex world that's very new. Many of us don't exactly know how to just get through it because there's just, it's very complex. Yes, it is. And I, I think um, the opportunities to make money and to do good are are bigger than they've ever been because because the internet has flattened everything. Anybody anywhere in the world can become a millionaire, mm-hmm. and uh, you just have to have a little bit of training. And I, I believe that the next cycle of millionaires and billionaires are going to be people that are doing the most good not the most harm well that's what we are we have to work for and trish we are coming into our second break and okay. i would like to invite um our our listeners to take the time and look at the show links where you can read about the books and see the programs that i have and we will see you back in two minutes America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Luis Vicente Garcia is a certified business performance coach with Focal Point Coaching, a company founded by Brian Tracy to help business owners and entrepreneurs increase their performance. Visit CoachLuisGarcia.com to take advantage of our free coaching assessment tools. Find out if coaching will work for you or your business and find out how to get a 30-minute coaching session absolutely free. Email Luis Vicente at lgarcia at focalpointcoaching.com or visit CoachLuisGarcia.com to get started on your next steps to success today. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. Learn about the Mindset Revolution program. This is the training program that has been developed by Luis Vicente Garcia and Brian Tracy. There are two packages to choose from. You'll receive a complete 6-CD audio and action guide program or upgrade for just a few dollars more and you'll get the complete program mentioned plus two best-selling books and a 30-minute personal call with Luis Vicente Garcia. Visit LuisVicenteGarcia.com and take advantage of the Mindset Revolution program or our other programs. That's LuisVicenteGarcia.com. Business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Performing at Your Best Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. If you have a question or comment about our program, your emails are always welcome. Send them to Coach Luis at LuisVicenteGarcia.com. That's Coach Luis 
at LuisVicenteGarcia.com. Now back to Performing at Your Best. Welcome back to Performing at Your Best. I hope you're able to see the links and the banners to the different products, the books and CDs that I have through the show's page. And today we're talking about the importance of education, not only to our companies, to our performance, but also to our future. And uh, I have Trish McCarty with me. And in, in this process, Trish, when I was reading your blogs, the blogs that you send us regularly, uh, you were actually saying that we, we need to tie not only the uh, cognitive abilities to read and write, but also the emotional senses and the empathy. Why is emotion and, as you said earlier, behavior, behavior so important today? Well, you know, when I was in venture capital, I worked with a lot of super wealthy people, but they were not happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, for the most part, I would say most of them had really out-of-balance lives. And the... So immediately in my life, I I learned that being wealthy doesn't make you happy. You have to have all the parts, and uh, and being poor is certainly not a road to happiness. Mm-hmm. And so um, I I became a huge studier of what what success really is. What is it? You know, um, I believe it's body, mind, spirit, health, wealth, happiness, and I think. You have to be able to go to bed at night and say, I, I liked my day. I loved my life or whatever. You know, tragedy is temporary and we all go through tragedies. There's, you know, I don't know if you can avoid it in as a human being, but you don't have to live that way. Success is scientific. It's not magic. It's not anything other than knowing how to do it Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter if you have a particular personality if you follow certain steps you're going to become a success but if you don't know what those steps are then what do you do and I think that we know we know there are people that teach this stuff and people know what success is how to teach it how to get it and we can box that what Starshin has been working on for the last 13 years is putting those those little bits of information into bite-sized box that's called Starshine School in a Box to be able to give people, anybody at any age, the small things that you need to do to start to grow toward that success. So whether you're in kindergarten and you really have to have particular schooling because a school is still a school, it has to be accredited and all that, or if you're 25 years old and trying to figure out what is the road to success, then we we believe that teachers need to be learning as fast or faster than the students they have. So teachers need to have their own dreams. Teachers need to be working on their you know body, mind, spirit, their health, their wealth. They need to know how to manage money. So there are things that everybody along the road needs to learn until you can't learn anymore. I mean, it's a lifelong. It's a lifelong learning experience. And one of the incredible things we see, for example, in Asian countries, in, in, in several of them, is that, you know, the teachers get to the school two hours before school starts. They leave two or three hours later. And the, the, the whole theory behind it is that they keep parents accountable, parents keep teachers accountable, and the two parts they keep the children accountable. So it's all part of everybody growing together. And you, you I know you have followed, you know, everything that... You, in many cases, the United Nations has done. And and last year, we were listening to different reports or reading different reports. And unfortunately, we know that progress in education has been slow, actually slower than was set up in the Millennium Goals for the United Nations. So, um, and now we have the sustainable goals that the United Nations is pushing forward. And of course, education is in there because it's knowledge is education, which allow us to get the wisdom we all need to grow, you know, as, as generations to come. And in that process, you not only saw Starshine growing from the lab that you were saying to the reality that it was then, but also it, it is expanding, right? And through many of the programs you're doing, you want to expand the program to reach globally, to, to have global effects. And I, the, the reason I mentioned this is that I would like you to tell us a little bit about the X Prize and the idea of the X Prize to end illiteracy in the world. Yes, so the X Prize was started 
to solve all of the world's worst problems in his lifetime. If you can imagine having that as a goal. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think he, I think that he started um, XPRIZE possibly 15 years ago. More or less, yes. And, uh, and his book called Bold, which I think you have and I have, mm-hmm. is really pretty outstanding for if you want to think about the future and, and being hopeful. But Peter is um, Peter's one of those amazing people in our world today that really are pushing everything, in particular space travel. And uh, he, he's worked a lot with Elon Musk and tes- uh, Tesla and um, <clears throat> Not Tesla himself, but Tesla's work. Exactly. And and uh, I met Peter. Were you there? No, when? no, it was I wasn't able to go. Okay, so I met Peter a year ago in September, and um, he announced that he illiteracy, that's math and reading mm-hmm. around the world, math, reading and writing. He wanted every child seven years old to be able to read, write, and do math. And, um, Which is an incredible and, goal. An incredible goal. And he said, and I would like for Trish and Starshine to win. Well, you know, he's not hes not doing anything that's not, not right or not ethical. But I said, well, where have you been all my life? I mean, I've been doing this for 12 years, and you, you guys haven't really helped me. And we have a hard time getting funding for things all the time. And uh, so... He said, I really think we can do this. And I said, well, why don't we just do one team instead of having a whole bunch of teams compete? Let's just all get together and figure it out. And he said, no, I want the competition. So we already had a huge team in place, of course, because we've had this laboratory going on to see what works with kids and parents and teachers and all that. And we've we've really created tons and tons and tons of curriculum and, and um people could really get what they need. Mm-hmm. And um, when we when we signed up to be part of the teams, um, we had, it's possible that we still had the biggest team and we had already had so much done that we were way, way, way out in front. So people started contacting us asking if they could join our team. Okay. And of course, we wanted them to. I mean, we, exactly. want, all the expert, we want all the expertise we can get. And um, the... People that had been experimenting and trying what we called the black swan of learning, like the things that are just like unbelievable and you can't imagine that somebody spent the last 40 or 50 years designing something that's just off the charts, but nobody would even pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. Well, we we um, started being contacted by these people. And of course, I have children that we can go and test what their ideas are immediately, and I can look at whether or not it's really a good idea or not. One of uh, our started creating software out of um, a particular reading program and then also a particular math program that actually different people in the world had come up on solving similar things because they were trying to figure out how the brain works to learn. And um, we think that we have <laughs> invented, not not by ourselves, by all these different mentors that we have, we think we've invented a whole new way that's based on ancient principles of how to learn and how to understand math. It's like unbelievable. So we've been, we're really excited about that. And then uh, September 11th, Steve Jobs' wife, announced a new contest kind of because she's friends with Peter mm-hmm. she called hers XQ prize to reinvent high school uh-huh. and some of our friends that live around her said that they wanted us to win that prize they <laughs> love how we how we rede- redesigned high school so we've got the same team working on an adult literacy X prize a children's literacy X prize for the world, and then this how to um, this XQ prize, how to reinvent high school education, and we hope we win all three. Um, we'd like to. We think we've got the most innovation going on, and you know we're trying to uh, help the world get what we've got. We we ha- these all have to be an open platform, so which is incredible people will, when you yeah, when, people when you will understand be able to that exactly. Mm-hmm. So. You know, um, 
we got into this business wanting to change the world, and it looks like we have an opportunity to do that. And you've been doing that for, for 13 years now. And the incredible thing is that, you know, uh, we already know that there are several countries that have a, have a new approach to education. They, they bring education for sustainable development. And these countries are making a big difference. In, in their societies, in their future. And uh, going back to what you were saying, well, you, your work uh, in adulthood, in uh, children and now to change high school, well, once you build a platform through technology, once you build a platform, platform that allows the knowledge that people from centuries have had and, and uh, put it together so that it's very simple for any single person, children or adult, to learn and to constantly improve. I think that's one of the most beautiful goals anybody can have. So I have to say congratulations to you, Trish, to Starshine, and, and to your whole team, because you have incredible members uh, working with you. I do. And I it's do. progress. Everything is progress, is development, and education is just uh, what ties together. Uh, through, throughout centuries, we, we know that uh, every single country that prospered was based on, on different ideals, of course, if you go to, to, to 2,000 or 3,000 years ago. But uh, once we study the, the, the history of the Greeks, it was through, you know, wisdom and education and knowledge and, and culture and democracy. So since then, you know, it's the growth of, of society, the growth of generations is produced by how much knowledge and wisdom we can generate. Uh, well, look at what happened in Europe in the Renaissance. You know, that exactly. was all that was all on purpose. They wanted everybody to have a beautiful, beautiful life. And so they concentrated on education and art and music. And we still are enjoying the things that were uh, put together and discovered during that time. And, you know, humans are humans. And so the same things make us all tick. We all cry, we all laugh, we all want to be loved, we all want to be important. And I always say, you know, whenever I see graffiti, uh, which is the is the one of the worst problems because it, once you destroy beauty, you will you will start doing crime. Exactly. For sure. So we have to, we have so, to stop that in, in many ways. In, in many yeah, ways. you have to make things pretty. You, mm -hmm. That's the beginning of how nature works and how our bodies work. If we are around pretty things, we start wanting to do nice things. And it's a really tiny little concept, but it's extremely powerful. And uh, <clears throat> when I was at the Vatican and when I was in Liberia, Africa, I said, if you guys don't clean up the trash and the graffiti, you will never stop crime. Yes, and um, and you get the kids involved. You get them to understand the power of beauty. Kids are not stupid. They get they get make sense kind of information, and uh, kids want everybody wants to do well if you just know how. Exactly. So we just have to gather the ideas. And Trish, we have to go into our final break. And okay. I would like to invite all the listeners to visit my webpage at luisvicentegarcia.com where you can actually find information on the training, the speaking, and the coaching uh, services that I provide. And we will be back in two minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Learn about the Mindset Revolution program. This is the training program that has been developed by Luis Vicente Garcia and Brian Tracy. There are two packages to choose from. You'll receive a complete 6-CD audio and action guide program or upgrade for just a few dollars more and you'll get the complete program mentioned plus two best-selling books and a 30-minute personal call with Luis Vicente Garcia. Visit LuisVicenteGarcia.com and take advantage of the Mindset Revolution program or our other programs. That's LuisVicenteGarcia.com. There are two types of leaders in business. Those who are nice, compassionate people. And frankly, they are the people who fail to get a lot done. 
Then there are those who can get everything done and so much more. But they are greedy, unethical, and self-centered. The Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks finds a way to use the best of both types of leaders to help you create a dynamic roadmap to success. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. Luis Vicente Garcia is a certified business performance coach with Focal Point Coaching, a company founded by Brian Tracy to help business owners and entrepreneurs increase their performance. Visit CoachLuisGarcia.com to take advantage of our free coaching assessment tools. Find out if coaching will work for you or your business and find out how to get a 30-minute coaching session absolutely free. Email Luis Vicente at lgarcia at focalpointcoaching.com or visit CoachLuisGarcia.com to get started on your next steps to success today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. If you have a question or comment about our program, your emails are always welcome. Send them to Coach Luis at LuisVicenteGarcia.com. That's Coach Luis at LuisVicenteGarcia.com. Now back to Performing at Your Best. Welcome back to our show. And if you visit my webpage, you are able to see the different services that I provide. And please remember that I'm here to hear, here for you to hear your comments, questions, and ideas. So send me an email at CoachLuis at LuisVicenteGarcia.com. And today we've been having an incredible conversation with Trish McCarty. And it's about education. It's about our future. It's about winning a prize that will allow technology to reach millions of people and teach them, right, Trish? Yeah, I hope so. And and the whole idea, well, uh, when I visited Starshine, I would say two and a half years ago, it was incredible because at that, at that time, you were giving kids iPads to start with, right? Yes, right. So, so the, the whole concept, the whole idea of changing thing. And if I may ask you a question, what made Starshine such a different school? Well, uh, when we opened it, we didn't, um, we didn't, we wanted to redesign everything. So we tested every single thing in K-12 to put it back together again. So we knew that, um, that you have to have certain things in order to be called a school. So, so people require that children learn certain things, but we also knew that that was not really producing great citizens. We knew that there was a ton of stuff missing. So we had a whole bunch of think tanks and accelerator tanks to try to bring in scientists and educators from all over the world to say, you know, what makes somebody be successful? What are the things that all human beings have? And what are the things that all human beings differ? Like, you know, your thumbprint. And, we just kept asking ourselves a lot of questions, and we do this still today. Um, I call this a laboratory, but I think we, we never will know all the answers. Um, but we're getting better and better and better every year, and um, we learn as much from the children as they learn from us. And that, and that happens always. I mean, uh, for us, I've been involved, we've been involved in education, in teaching. My, my, this last weekend, I was teaching for 12 hours on a managerial uh, course here in Caracas. And, and the beauty of that is that, you know, you, you, you grow, as you were saying, you grow. I was teaching adults, but uh, we were talking about management and human resources and talent. But you also learn at the same time, which is how everything develops. And so you've been through a lot of things. You started uh, Starshine. You've been in the Vatican at the United Nations. You're competing for the X Prize and the Q Prize. What is next for Starshine and for you? Well, what we're doing, uh, Louise, is kind of what you were just, you just sort of teed me up. Um, we've created, and it's not really ready for, for you guys to go there and, and do anything with it, but you might want to keep an eye on it. I think uh, Trish's voice is, uh, will be coming back soon. But the interesting thing here is that, you know, we can all do many things. We can all uh, teach. We can all be learning at the same time. But one of the uh, key ingredients for me uh, that came from this statement that we were talking earlier from the Vatican 
is that, you know, we need to um, take schooling to our houses, to the... Okay, all right, we're back. Okay, we're uh, back. So, uh, go ahead, continue, please continue. Okay, um, I'm sorry, I my connections are weird, too. Um, so, we, I know a lot of people like you that have amazing, amazing talent to teach something that's really, really needed, not only to teachers, but other leaders, and uh, eventually, obviously, to the kids. So, we were asked several years ago, do, do you have a platform where... Um, uh, some of us who have seminars can offer those together. You know, like, um, I don't know, there's sites that you can you can create a seminar and you can sell the seminar and it doesn't really matter what you, what you are um, teaching. But we have put a um, partnership together with a group that provides very, very high-end adjunct professors to mm-hmm. universities all over the world. And those adjunct professors wanted starshine training because they wanted to know body, mind, spirit, health, wealth, happiness, success, and things like that. So we started putting them through our starshine boot camp and realized that if we would record their stuff and get it into a seminar kind of status, we could also give those back to high schools and colleges all over the world. And we have a demand for that because we have a reputation for Excellence. So what we've been doing, um, we have been forming um, a platform called the Starshine Network, which will provide leadership training. But it it has to be very high end. We have a whole system that will will vet the best of the very best of the very best. And, you know, the talks that we did for High Point University at Mm -hmm. that level, Yes, that's that's what I'm searching for, so that we have a reputation for just delivering the most cutting edge um, leadership education that will get into colleges, will get into communities. So you might do your own workshop based on whatever you gave us for Starshine Network in your community. And then maybe some professor might want to deliver that into the high school. Yes. Because um, we're trying to make this connection between the top leaders all the way down to high school and college. And once we are able to do that, we we need to understand, we need to create and bring more leaders. And through education, you have shown us that it is possible. So I want to thank you, Trish, for being uh, on the show today. I'm sure this will be the first of many to come because the idea of education and innovation, it will, you know, our future depends on that, right? Yeah, it does. And I I really appreciate it. I'm sorry that we had so many little glitches with the phone. Well, that's it, Nanji. We're working on that. (laughs) Well, it's been a pleasure, Trish, and to our listeners. Again, as always, it's been a real pleasure to share with you this hour on performance and mindset and now on education that I hope has given you new insights and ideas to understand the business world. I am your host, Luis Vicente Garcia. I would like to invite you to visit my webpage, LuisVicenteGarcia.com, and also connect with me through the social media that you see in the show's page. My email is coachluis at LuisVicenteGarcia.com, and thank you for joining us today in another episode of Performing at Your Best Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. And as always, have an excellent and very successful week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Please join us again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And this coming week, find your passion in your business.